This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Dan, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Eric Walling and Josh versus Benchwarmer Scott and returning player and assistant coach on our Patreon team, Josh North. Welcome back to the bench, Josh. Why don't you uh, take a minute to remind us of where you're from, what teams you root for, and uh, anything else you'd like to say? Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me back. Uh, I'm from Marcus's spare bedroom in his new house. Uh, <laughs> so obviously the Seattle area. Uh, I was quite upset when I listened to Josh and Eric beat my high score because not only did I have the high score, I didn't even have the highest Josh and Eric combination high score. So now I only have the highest guest score. So I, I guess I'll keep that. And uh, I'm looking forward to today's game. Well, you never know how today's game is going to go. You might get it right back. So, uh, Josh, uh, Eric, how y'all doing today? Okay. Well, I'm good. It's raining like it has been all week. So it's depressing. I don't know how you Pacific Northwesterners deal with this. I need some sunshine. I even played golf like in the sort of rain yesterday because I was so sad. That's a myth. We don't get that much rain. Well, it's more than I do. And this is depressing. But I, uh, I have, I have two weeks in a row now logged into the Zoom an hour early because I've been so excited about games. So, or I can't read meeting invitations, one or the other. <laughs> or remember that we always play at this time every Saturday. Yep, also that, also that, yeah. All right, and uh, Josh, how are you doing? And let us know what your team name is. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Uh, if I were not a night owl, I would have been complaining about the AAA affiliate of the Twins, the St. Paul Saints, who on Friday nights after their games, they do fireworks. And I heard the fireworks going off at 11.20 p.m. And I was like, that seems a little late to be throwing up fireworks. Um, but yeah, no, life's good here. Um, I mean, this is going to come as a huge shock to everybody uh, that Eric and my team name today is Walling Josh. Love that name. <laughs> Love that name. Great name. Love that name. And uh, Scott, you're going to be teaming up with uh, Josh today. How you doing? And uh, let us know what your team name is going to be. Uh, just to be clear, I'm teaming with Josh North, not Josh Bombeck. Uh, no, no, Josh Bombeck is with is is Walling Josh. Yes, yes, love that. Just so we're clear. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm good. I'm excited uh, to play. I always enjoy these. I don't log on like an hour early or anything, but I I'm excited uh, excited to play. I think this will be interesting. This is the first episode that I've been on with. Josh North. I've had many, many choice comments about him in our uh, private group chat. Um, but I have zero disdain and actual dislike for him. Um, I'm excited to team with him and bring him to a loss. Uh, but no matter what, Josh, you're still going to have the highest score in the household after this. So honestly, you can take solace in that because, you know, Marcus hasn't cracked that amount yet. But our team name, uh, you know, my, my, Raging jealousy for Mr. North here is due to his uh, closeness to a certain bench warmer that I may or may not have an affinity for. And because he gets to be uh, in such close proximity, our team name's going to be My Hope in His Reality, which is Careless Whispers from Down the Hall. I'm going to have to break into the sax solo every time I hear that now. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, with all that, let's kick it on over to, uh, to me for the rules. 
We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It is now time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Today's tailgate is going to be, I'm going to give you a team, and I just want you to uh, tell me the uh, leading scorer or the points leader or whatever it is I ask for. It's, it's going to be fairly simple. Like of all time? Of all time. All time. So we'll start with number one. I need the leading scorer for the Milwaukee Bucks. All-time leading scorer, Milwaukee Bucks. Let's go with that. All right, Dan, we'll check in. All right. Careless Whispers from down the hall has checked in. Uh, Walling Josh, love that name. Talk it out. It's never going to get old, by the way. It's going to make you laugh every time. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait to have that poster. Um, I mean, yeah, you said Jabbar. So that was my initial thought. I I don't really know how long he was there, but I think he was there for a good stretch of time. And Yeah, the only other – so there's the, – unless it's Giannis, but I don't think he's been there for that long. And then the only other name I thought of was a guy who had been there for a little while, and that was Michael Red who played for a while there and was like a scorer, but not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just go with our. Yeah. Let's our go. With go. Uh, yep. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep. All right. Check that in. Yeah. We're going to check in with Lou Alcindor or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, whichever one his name was when he was there. I'll take either one of them. Careless whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Uh, I think we're wrong. So why don't you, why don't you give the answer? Yeah, I'll give the wrong answer. So, Scott typed to me Sidney Moncrief and Oscar Robinson Robertson. Uh, I said I was typing Robertson, but now that we think about it, we think he played with the Kings for quite a while in his career, but we checked in with Oscar Robertson. All right. One team is getting points here. Correct. Correct answer is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Lou Elsinder. I'll take either one, except for he was technically Kareem Abdul-Jabbar at the time, but either way. Question number two, I'd like the points leader, all-time points leader, for the Boston Bruins. We'll, we'll check in. Careless Whisper from down the hall has checked in. Walling Josh, love that name. Talk it out. Although I typed that and I'm like, wait, he's a defenseman. Yeah. But he played there like forever. As Cam Neely, was he a forward of some sort? I, I'm just going off of names of guys that I thought played for Boston for a long time. Ray Bork was the other name I was trying to think of. <laughs> but I don't think Neely was. He may have been a. I guess he's a forward. Um, I don't think he was a defenseman, but Bork definitely was. Yeah, but I, th- I think Bork got a lot of assists, and he might have gotten a lot of. He might have been a pretty good scorer for being a defenseman too. So, okay, that was my initial thought, but just for longevity, kind of like you were thinking. Yeah, we can go with that then. I'm fine right. with that. All right, we're gonna check in with Ray Bork. All right, and uh, careless whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Uh, yeah, the hockey. I'm not great on hockey. I just typed uh, or and figured he played for a long time back when they used to score a lot of goals, I think. So we went with or. One team getting points. Correct answer. Even though he was defenseman, Ray Bork. Just shows you how much uh, can happen when you compile a lot of stats. He was there for a long time. 
All right. We're going to get you guys on the board here. I promise. Question three. I'd like the leading scorer in Green Bay Packers history. Yeah, I'm fine with that if that's what you're thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Okay. We'll check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. So, careless whisper from down the hall, talk it out. I, I think you're right with Mason Crosby. I th- yeah. I'm just thinking it's it's typically kickers that are on the highest of the, yeah. the scoring list because they have the most opportunity. He was there for 15 at least. Yeah, because quarterbacks don't get credit for passing touchdowns, right? It's just the receiver. That's Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so – yeah, he was there longer than like Ryan Longwell and some of the other kickers. So yeah, I think I remember hearing something about that. Okay, so we're, we're we're gonna check in with Mason Crosby. All right, and uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? Yep, same train of thought. Kickers are always the high scorers, and a guy who was there for forever. We also checked in with Mason Crosby. Both teams getting points on this one. Correct answer is Mason Crosby. Very good. Heading into the first quarter, we have a score of Walling Josh, love that name, with 30. And so far, careless whispers from down the hall are at 10. But that's all going to change. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. As we head into today's first quarter, which will be Odd One Out. The Odd One Out. For this quarter, there will be five categorized questions containing lists of six items. The teams will attempt to choose the item from the list that does not fit the given category. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one, an odd one out. Which of these did not win a World Series MVP for the Dodgers? Don Drysdale, Pedro Guerrero, Oral Hershiser. Sandy Koufax, Johnny Padres, Corey Seager. Yeah, we're going to check in. All right, careless whispers from down the hall have checked in. So, um, Walling Josh, love that name. Talk it out. I think we've eliminated one. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I think we've eliminated two. Okay, all right, we've eliminated two. Um, Yeah, because Corey Seager was just... Right. I think Hershiser was 88 Okay. I don't know for sure if Guerrero was in the early 80s, 81 or whatever. That was the Fernando Mania year, which would leave us Koufax and Padres. Oh, I forgot Don Drysdale is at the top of this list. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm actually leaning Drysdale because I think Koufax won in 65 against the Twins. And I don't know Johnny Padres. I don't know who that is. So unless we're getting the unless we're getting the banana in the tailpipe, uh, I'm okay with Drysdale. If you're okay with Drysdale, I don't have a lot of thunder the other way. That's just where my thought goes. So should we check that in? Yeah, sure. We'll check in. Let's check in with John Don, not John Don <laughs> Drysdale. All right, and careless whisper from down the hall. What did you say? 
Uh, yeah, it was a very similar discussion for us. Obviously, Seeger this past year, pretty sure Hershiser won it in 88, even though a lot of people remember, you know, Kirk Gibson, but Hershiser had a crazy series. I pinned Pedro Guerrero in 81, just based on when he played. So that made sense. Uh, Padres, I've heard the name, but couldn't tell you anything else about him. So just assumed he was on this list, maybe from their Brooklyn days. Uh, so we also had it down to Colfax and Drysdale. I honestly would have thought that both of them had won it in the 60s at some point. But I remember Drysdale having that one series where he was lights out for them in the 60s. So we went the other way and checked in with Sandy Colfax. One team getting points on this one. Correct answer is Don Drysdale. Drysdale never got it. Um, he did have some very, very good games during the World Series. Yeah. However, um, he was overshadowed in, in both of them. And um, Johnny Padres, by the way, uh, Josh, was the uh, Twins pitching coach for a, uh, for a long time. I thought you might have known the name from there. But, uh, <laughs> Must have been when I was pretty young. That'd be my guess. Well, I remember him. So that just probably doesn't mean anything, though. <laughs> all right, let's move on to number two, in which I am now realizing uh, all these questions are falling well outside of everyone's wheelhouse. So let's go down to the number two, which would be won a NASCAR championship. Which one of these never won a NASCAR championship? And that would be a NASCAR Cup championship, by the way. Kurt Busch, Carl Edwards, Brad Keselowski, Alan Kulwicki, Joey Logano, Bobby Labonte. Josh, at this point, my goal is to get one of these. Since I know you haven't done too well, this might not be the one, but we'll get one. All right. Yeah, let's check in with what we talked about. Yep. Those whispers from down the hall have checked in. Uh, Walling Josh, love that name. Talk it out. Never in my life heard the name Alan Kowicki until just now. Hey, he's on Transformers. Yeah, I was going to make that same joke. <laughs> what was it? Witwicky? Wickety? Witwicky? Witwicky? Samuel Witwicky. Yeah, so I think we kind of ruled out, we think Bush, Edwards, Keselowski, and Logano have. Like, I thought I, you didn't have Keselowski necessarily, but I thought I remember him winning one. That left us the guy we neither of us have heard of and Bobby Labonte. I think you're right that Labonte was definitely in that kind of Earnhardt, Gordon. Yeah, domination time frame. Yeah, I just don't know if he would have been able to squeeze one in there. You want to go with our reasonable guess of Labonte because – because Kowicki is someone that neither of us knew existed until just now. That's usually how I roll with these. I mean, it does happen sometimes that we get the banana. It does. Hopefully not on a NASCAR but, question. That's hard oh. enough without banana. <laughs> There's more than one tailpipe, too, in that. So it's really difficult to do it. Dual exhaust bananas. Fair enough. Yeah, let's, uh, let's go with Bobby Labonte. Check that in. Dan. Careless whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Yeah, so uh, neither of us have heard of that Alan Kowicki either, so we kind of ignored him. I thought both Bush brothers did, so we took out Kurt Bush. I was pretty sure that um, Joey Logano won recently, so we're kind of down between Edwards, Keslowski, and Labonte, and just kind of coin flipped it and went Brad Keslowski. How would you coin flip between three answers? That's what I want to know. cool looking coin. I got yeah. a pretty rad coin. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said Brad Keselowski? Yeah, we went with Brad Keselowski. No points awarded on this one. Um, If you'd have known, um, I I was, he's retired now, but I was a very, very big uh, Carl Edwards fan, which means he's never won a championship because (laughs) I was cheering for him. He came close. He was uh, leading the championship um, points 
uh, I want to say 2013, um, going into the last race. All he had to do was not let Tony Stewart win the race, and Tony Stewart won the race. <sighs> not bitter about that at all. The correct answer was Carl Edwards. All right. This one's going to fall a little more into wheelhouses, I think, here. Let's go with uh, question number three. Um, which of these NFL coaches does not have a sub 500 career record? Jack Del Rio, Jeff Fisher, Wayne Fonts, Rex Ryan, Norv Turner, Dave Wanstead. Well, that's a group of <laughs> underachievers. <laughs> moderate achievers <laughs> guys who kept getting jobs even though they shouldn't have there's no banana in the tailpipe on this one you know all of these coaches <laughs> no there definitely is not <laughs> all bananas it's a bushel in the tailpipe we're gonna check in careless whispers from down the hall have checked in walling josh love that name talk it out all right Footman, mustache man, or who else? Wait, Dave Wanstead had a great mustache too. He did. Non-cowboy mustache man. <laughs> the more that I'm looking at these names, and when you just said that Fisher had a decent record with the McNair Titans, and then with St. Louis, he was... Yeah. I think he might be the one out of this bunch, but... Yeah, even though he was awful at the end. Yeah, but I think he had enough of those really good seasons in St. Louis, and then good seasons in Tennessee. Yeah. When, once I started thinking about that, I kind of was thinking the same thing. So I'm cool with that if you want to check in with that. Yeah, we're going to check in with Jeff Fisher. All right. And Carol's whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Yeah, we had a uh, well, our discussion was initially I thought Jeff Fisher or Rex Ryan because Rex Ryan, they made the playoffs. They went to those two AFC championships, but then we had to factor in his Buffalo years, which didn't, I mean, years is putting it light but years it was like two and then you know north turner were thinking those chargers teams were making the playoffs every year with north turner but he also coached some other awful franchises to some really bad years del rio there's no way he's over 500 his teams pretty much always sucked uh so yeah we were kind of torn between rex ryan and jeff fisher ultimately we thought even though i think the rams worst season was you know when they ended up getting bradford uh first overall but aside from that we know jeff fisher jeff fisher was mr eight and eight for a while and then those tennessee years we felt like put him over the top so we also checked in with jeff fisher and uh with a career record of 173 165 and one correct answer is jeff fisher hey i got one <laughs> yes i knew it happened <laughs> That's great that you got that one because question number four is which of these never won the open championship? Huh. Ernie Els, Nick Faldo, Sergio Garcia, Patrick Harrington, Zach Johnson, Rory McElroy. I'm almost 100% sure of that. Probably 99.99. I'll trust you on that. We're going to check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Careless whispers from down the hall. Talk it out. I mean, I do have the PGA Championship on right now. I'm watching, but that's just because I win like fifteen hundred dollars if Brooks Kepka wins. So we have we have a proclivity <laughs> for him. So let's uh, hope that he does. So real quick, a little breaking news: we have a, a new art design. Um, I was about to look at it. Beautiful. Let me let me let me share my screen with you. And... 
You guys see that? Oh my god! <laughs> so, listeners, it is the goat T-shirt, um, and everybody knows that Ken Anderson is the goat uh, for quarterbacks, and it is a goat wearing a number fourteen Bengals jersey with a BTP uh, necklace around, and head. a very, very sweet mustache. Oh, that is a sweet mustache. <laughs> that tops Dave wants that and Jeff Fisher when it comes yeah. to mustaches. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so I just thought I'd uh, break that news and share that with you guys. Honestly, that's going to be the most exciting thing that happened during us talking out golf. So <laughs> thank you for that. All right. Um, I think Sir Nick Faldo won. Because I wrote, I wrote a Nick Faldo question. Sorry, a Sir Nick Faldo question. And I think in my research, I remember seeing that he won the Open Championship. I would think so, too. I think Padraig Harrington yep. did as well. Zach Johnson, I know, has won a couple majors. Yeah. Um, and one of them could be the the open. Yeah, looking at it, I think maybe Ernie Els because he's one of those guys that he's he's been around a really long time, and he's you know he's definitely won some things, but I don't know if he's won the open championship. Which majors has Rory won? Is he he because he I think he's missing one, and I'm not sure exactly which one. I think you're right about that. It could be the PGA Championship because I don't think he has his career Grand Slam. Right. I would assume that since he's a an Englishman, we would hear more if he hasn't won the Open Championship. So I would think that he has won it before. Yep, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, I'm good with going Ernie Els. I don't know; it's kind of just a dart. Yeah, I agree. It's just I don't I don't know why, but <laughs> I, would, I always miss the bullseye. All right, we're gonna throw a dart at Ernie Els. Ouch. Okay, and um, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? Yeah, uh, Nick Faldo, I'm pretty sure won the year that Greg Norman choked. Sir Nick Faldo. Sir Nick Faldo did. Um, and Rory, the one tournament he's missing is the Masters, I think. So the one guy who is on this list who has only won a Masters is Sergio Garcia. So we checked in with Sergio Garcia. One team is getting points for exactly the reasons that Walling just stated. Um, correct answer is Sergio Garcia. He's only won the Masters. He's finished twice uh, in the top two at the uh, Open Championship, but never did win it. Yeah, I thought he won one of those. Yeah, same. All right. Let's put you all out of your misery with a, uh, with a hockey question. Question number five. Um, which of these was not in the top five for wins in the 2020 season? Frederick Anderson, Jordan Biddington, Marc-Andre Fleury, Carter Hart, Connor Hellebuck, and Andre Vasilevsky. Wow, Dan, you've done it. This is a reverse tailpipe question. Just pick the one that you've heard of. The front, front pipe. <laughs> I think I've, I've heard of two of these guys, and only one because I wrote a question about him. Is Carter Hart, the, did he win the Hart Memorial? No, but he wears his sunglasses at night. Nice. Dan, we'll check in. Airless Whispers from down the hall has checked in. Walling Josh, love that name. Talk it out. So you said Bennington was blues. the Blues. Yeah. Fleury's Vegas. That's right. And Carter Hart is the Flyers, I do believe. And they were both really good last year. So when I had Carter Hart as a part of a, I don't know if it was an answer or if it was a pre and post, I can't remember. Uh, he's really quite young. So I think he that season would have been like 2021 20, and he had a like a super great start like he won his first 
three, four, five, six games or something like that. But I, I don't know if that continued for the whole duration. So I have nothing much else other than that to go off of. So Okay. Me either. And the only reason I know anything about Carter Hart is because I had him in a question. So Okay. Well, that seems like serendipity, much like our team name. So let's do that then. All right. Well, we're <laughs> going to check in with the, the young guy, Carter Hart. And careless whisper from down the hall. What did you say? So we kind of had a similar conversation as, as Wall and Josh. I love that name. Uh, we were thinking Bennington was on the Blues. He's pretty good. I think his rookie year was when they, they won the Cup. So he probably would have started most of the games. Vegas has been good. Vasilevsky, I, I thought he was on Tampa, but not positive. Uh, and we thought the Flyers had missed the playoffs. And so we went checked in with Everett Silvertip. Great. Carter Hart as well. Both teams receiving points on this one. Um, correct answer is Carter Hart. Uh, Vasilevsky led the league with uh, 35 wins. Halibut plays for uh, Winnipeg, and uh, they had 31. Biddington had 30 with the Blues. Um, Frederick Anderson's with Toronto had 29, and uh, Flurry had 27 with Vegas. Who's Vasilevsky play for? Vasilevsky's with Tampa Bay. Okay. All right. After the first quarter, we have a score of. Walling Josh, love that name, with 110 and slightly behind right now, but we'll, we'll, we'll catch up. Careless Whispers from down the hall have 50. Oh, crap. <laughs> and today's second quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one. Despite only playing two seasons at Memphis, he is in their top 10 in receiving touchdowns becoming a second-round draft pick, as well as leading the NFL in receiving yards in 96, and is a three-time World Series-winning manager and had a nine-year career behind the plates. Yeah, I like that. Careless Whisper from down the hall has checked in. Walling Josh, love that name. Talk it out. Uh, boy. Mm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh, oh, oh. Go ahead. Where do you, Owen? Um, Giants. Who is the Giants? Bruce Bochy. He won three World Series with the Giants, the uh, even number years. Yep. That's the only He was a catcher. Then would it be Isaac Bruce? Did he go to Memphis? Oh, okay. I I have no idea where Isaac Bruce is. I was like, okay, let's work backwards. (laughs) Think of a wide receiver name with the last name Bruce. That is about the right time for him. So yeah, I with that. Yeah, because initially I was thinking Bob Melvin, right? Because yeah, yeah, my last my Melvin. last game I wrote, but I was like, there's nobody with the last name Bob, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think yeah, Isaac Bruce Bochi. Yep, let's check that in. Careless whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Uh, yeah, we were thinking of catchers that were managers like Mike Sosha, but we know he doesn't have three world series so, and he won't. Um, 
And I think, I mean, a ton of catchers become managers, obviously. A lot of them are more recent, though. Mike Matheny, Brad Osmus, Kevin Cash, guys like that. Um, Zen just trying to think three World Series. And Josh asked me if Bob Melvin <laughs> won any. And I was like, <laughs> nope, <laughs> not Bob Melvin. But for some reason, I started thinking about other guys. And Bruce Bochy came into my head. And it fit with Isaac Bruce. So we checked in with Isaac Bruce Bochy. Both teams receiving their points on this one. Correct answer is Isaac Bruce Bochi. Didn't expect people to come at that from uh, from that way, but hey, sometimes that happens. Sometimes you sometimes you go back to front. <laughs> Always go front to back. <laughs> <sighs> Call out to an episode that is about to air, <laughs> which will have aired by anybody by the time anybody's listening yeah. to this. <laughs> All right. Question number two, he was an NCAA tournament most outstanding player going on to win the 2014 NBA Defensive Player of the Year and pitched 21 strikeouts in his first two games of the 2016 season, tying a club record set by Dwight Gooden and Pedro Guerrero, as well as having two home runs in a game later that same year. I think I got this, Josh. Okay. Good. All right, we're going to check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. And uh, Carolus Whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. Uh, so I feel like this is Jacob DeGrom because of his hitting prowess. He's one of the best hitting pitchers. So hitting two homers in a game for presumably a Mets pitcher in 2016 sounds like Jacob DeGrom. Oh, no, it's not, Josh. It's Joakim Noah Syndergaard. It's got to be. Yeah, I like that. Because Joakim definitely won DPOY, and he was MLP at Florida. So, yeah, yep. So okay. we're gonna check check in with Joakim Noah Syndergaard. Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? We said the exact same thing. We checked in with Joakim Noah Syndergaard. Both teams getting their points on this one. I don't have much more to say about it, but yes, it was Joakim Noah Syndergaard. Not Yannick. Not Yannick. <laughs> Although Not that would have worked too. Question three. He won the National League Rookie of the Year and the League MVP in back-to-back years, becoming the second National League player to do so, with Ryan Howard being the first. Also winning a World Series in his second year. And was the first player from a non-original six team to win the Art Ross Trophy and won six Stanley Cups in his 19-year career. Never mind the stray Mize in there when I met his. <laughs> this is Dan Lundberg. He's living vicariously through this question. <laughs> yeah, and I put myself on both sides of it, too, so I've had a storied career. That's impressive, Dan. <laughs> also winning the World Series in my second year. <laughs> Yeah, Eric, I think uh, we're going to have to get the front half of this one. We're going to have to go front to back on this one, I think. Yeah, we are. Really the way you should go. I mean, sometimes you go back to front. We've learned that today. All right, we're going to check in. Careless Whispers from down the hall have checked in. Walling Josh, love that name. You could talk it out. Okay, well, we were able to establish the first half. Um and now we got to figure out a name that either starts with Ryan or Bryant or Ant or Ant or T. 
So or I guess Brian, whose last name starts with a T. Oh. Uh, the only, I mean, I have no idea if it's right, but there's a Brian Trottier. Is he? I think, I think this he, is. I a, think he was. I think he might have played for the Islanders. It's a. It's okay. a hockey name. Okay. That, that's all I know. All of mine are really recent, like Antoine, Anton Hudobin, and Antoine Rousseau, and I think those guys are actually playing right now. So, um, I like yours better. And and you, this could work out if he won the Art Ross in the seventies. Okay. Possibly. And like I said, it's just a name. I think I know him from coaching, not from playing. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you want to go in with that? I think he's been a coach. But yeah, so we're going to go with Chris Brian Terradier. Checking in. All right. All right. And uh, Carolus whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Well, we had no clue on the hockey player. Uh, assumed it was an Islander, just the, the four in a row, and then could have gone somewhere else and won the other two. But that didn't help because we don't know anyone that played for those Islanders teams. Uh, we had the baseball player narrowed down to two post Ryan Howard that maybe could have fit. And that was Chris Bryant or Buster Posey possibly. Uh, So we're just trying to play off of either one of those. We decided to go with Posey uh, and we had no idea on the second part. So we checked in with Buster Pose C3PO. Well, it's going to be a little uh, anticlimactic when I say one team is getting points on this one. (laughs) C3PO did never uh, win a Stanley cup. So I'm going to have to, I'll burst your bubble I, right I, there. I don't think he won the art roster, but now that I'm thinking of it, it was the yeah. Calder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the correct answer is Chris Bryant Trottier. Eric, that's all you. I totally missed where you put that about first name Brian, last name starts with a T. Like I was sitting there going <laughs> Bryant, Bryant, somebody with the first name Bryant or Ant. So I started going Anthony here. <laughs> I totally missed that. So as soon as I looked at that again, I was like, oh, that's a name I've heard of. So. And he- Trottier won his uh, four Stanley Cups with the Islanders right in a row. And then um, in the early 90s, he was on the Penguins team. Oh, okay. That one so he didn't win. Got it. And he's he's been a coach, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's where I know his name more from, which is probably Eric Reed will be displeased probably with that. And yeah, we were on those same <laughs> two, Scott. But I think I've t- the I thing think that he skipped, right? Well, Posey won in the year that he was like he won a World Series the year he was Rookie of the Year. Yeah, not as MVP year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I yeah again. We so it was like the later that kind of C three PO was just a better uh, joke answer. Than it was I a significant Chris Bryant for so we just went with Posey. I liked your answer better. <laughs> a lot of times I like the wrong answer better. Scott's just trying to get a Benchy. <laughs> yes. Yes. That. That's a good wrong answer to, to be in the running Put it in for your notes. consideration. Yeah. Will. <laughs> Question number four, this five-time national league all-star and national league MVP won the batting championship three times before going on to coach the Canadian national team and has the dubious distinction of winning 14 gold medals in international events, as well as a Razzie award but never meddling in the Olympics due to the 1980 boycott and losing his amateur status for the 1984 games. Damn, that's a lot of words. It's just two people though. All right. So not like some people who put three people in the, uh, (laughs) (laughs) would do such a thing. That was fun though. More words means more information. You're welcome. That makes sense. Or more clutter in my brain. You're also welcome. <laughs> ah. 
<laughs> ah. <laughs> I think did that's I it. Just, did I just accidentally get it? <laughs> yes. Well, sort of. You at least got me to. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> Should we check that in? Let's check in. Yeah. All right. We're checking in. Walling Josh has checked in with, I'm waiting to hear what this answer is. But uh, in the meantime, Carolus whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. All you're going to hear us talk out is which wrong answer we want to go with. So <laughs> it's totally, I, I, I think this is Larry Walker. I just know he's Canadian. He won an NL MVP. Five All-Stars sounds about right for him. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I remember. Colorado. Yeah, I, I think I remember something about him managing uh, the Canadian team at, at some point. That helps us in no way with no. 1980s Olympics and Razzie Awards. Or no. Pre-1980. So we were trying to play off of Walker. So, you know, Er or Kurt, like you said. He said and he's not Kurt Russell. I, he could have won a Razzie for that stupid <laughs> uh, movie with Goldie Hawn, but I don't think it's him. Which one? All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for Captain Ron, but I don't know about any of his other films. Then yeah, I, asked, I don't think Kurt Russell ran track. Then I asked who the guy that played uh, Ernest Goes to Camp, what his name is. That, he said Jim, Jim Varney. Varney, so we're thinking uh, Larry Walker Ernest Varney, but I have no clue. Yeah, we just, <laughs> we're not going to get to... It's Ernest P. Worrell, by the way, if you're... Yeah, I, I don't think we're getting there. No. I, don't, I have no clue on the second half of this. Nope, nothing on that. So, yeah, pick one of those and check it in, and let's move on. Let's check in with Kurt. Kurt? Or, uh, no. <laughs> Larry Walk, Kurt Russell. That's what we're checking in with. All right, and um, Walling Josh, love that name. I'm uh, interested in hearing what you came up with. So, I... I was like racking my brain. I'm like, okay, Canadian who, you know, was National League. And I was like, at first I was like, Walker, why can't I think of his first name? And just before I sent over Walker, what is his first name? Larry popped in my head. So I was like, okay, Larry Walker. And Eric agreed that, yeah, that, that works. So then we were trying to come up with the uh, second part. Yeah. And I, I was really ready to punt. And so I, as a joke, I said, what about the late nineties, New York, Nick, Kurt Thomas? And then, and when he said that, I went, "Bing!" No, not late '90s New York Nick Kurt Thomas, but star of Jim Cotta, Kurt Thomas, uh, who I who I wrote a question about for the year in review. Does Marcus I do you. believe? And and I do believe that yes, he was he was ready to be hopefully an Olympic gold medalist in '80 before the boycott. So we checked in with Larry Walkert Thomas. One team is getting their points on this one. Correct answer is Larry Walkert Thomas. Kurt Thomas making his second appearance on the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. And hopefully is- this will be his last. I don't think we're going to be uh, adding any more questions. About <laughs> we Kurt need Thomas. late 90s Nick Kurt Thomas at this point to come up. In a- He's got to at former- least have half of the other Kurt Thomas. So, so right now, ask it, Marcus to show it to you. He'll uh, so, be happy. Be happy. Walling, we we make a pretty good team today because you keep throwing <laughs> yeah. things at me and <laughs> that was me to the right answer. So, yeah, sorry. Love that name. No, don't apologize. Keep doing it. Love that team. <laughs> oh, I don't love that team. I love that name. <laughs> All right, let's move on to question number five. 
a mostly backup tight end for Seattle, Washington, and Minnesota, also had a head coaching record of 33-34, and 34, leading his team to an NFL record for the most consecutive games with over 300 yards of offense with 36, and was a number two draft pick, NBA champion, and 2012 Olympic gold medalist who has played for eight teams but never for the team that drafted him. <laughs> We're checked in. All right, Carolus Whispers from down the hall have checked in. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name, by the way. You can uh, talk it out. I have no idea on where to start. You had any idea on the first half of this? Well, like my first thought is Mike Tice, but I, I don't know if that works. And I don't know what his record was. Um, wait. Wait. By name to Ice. No. Mike Tice, man, George Gervin. Wish I'd have thought of that. That's a... <laughs> um, Anybody named Ice? I mean, I, I... I don't know if there's anyone else that fits the first part. To me, I okay. think Mike Tice right. does, but... So the question is, does is it just this, like, at the end, lead into... So 2012... Olympic gold medalist. I don't know if he's number two pick, but a name that fits would be Tyson Chandler. He definitely won a definitely won an NBA championship with my Dallas Mavericks before Mark Cuban stupidly decided to let him go and blow up the team. Okay. Did he was he he on the twenty twelve Olympic team? I know he played on one of the Olympic teams because he was their sort of defensive stalwart center. Okay. I mean, it fits, I have no right? idea if it was a draft trade, and I that have no happens. It happens like all the time. Yeah. So it fits. So it's been around the timeline that he was so. sort of a a big name. So yeah, you want to do with that? Go with it. All right. Let's check in with Mike Tyson Chandler. All right, and uh, careless whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Uh, Josh immediately sent me Mike Tyson. And I immediately said, well, Tyson Chandler was second overall in 2001 after Kwame Brown. So that makes sense. Yeah, it's uh, Mike Tyson Chandler. Both teams getting points on this one. Correct answer. Mike Tyson Chandler. Um, Was it Mike Tice that was asked, how are you going to get your offense? uh, How are you going to make your offense work? And his answer was get the ball to Randy Moss. How'd that work for him? I mean, I I mean typically it worked. Uh, they, okay. they, they got to that uh, NFC Championship game, Dan. He actually uh, he accumulated a thirty-three and thirty-four record. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Randy <laughs> ratio. Yeah, the Randy <laughs> ratio. That's right. Was Tice coaching for the forty-one donut? Who was uh, the coach? Might have been. I'm trying to think. Of I mean, that. I don't. I try to not think about that game very much. <laughs> yeah, there was. There, they shouldn't have been in that game, and then no. they really weren't in that game. I stopped um, watching before halftime. I did too. I was at Target at halftime. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> after the second quarter, um, we have a score of Walling Josh. Love that name with 210, and uh, Careless Whisper from down the hall is currently at 110. Right where we want him. And. Uh, That will bring us to halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points. 
Question number one in halftime. Although seven of the eight real-life teams in this film are mentioned or portrayed by name, the New York Giants went by another name, perhaps to underscore that the film was a metaphor for an Arthurian legend. Do you want the name of the film or the name of the team? I want the name of the film. Okay, we can check in. All right. Um, Walling Josh, I love that name, has checked in. Careless whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. This could be a football or a baseball movie. Yeah, it could. It's probably baseball. You think baseball? I mean, I'm just thinking of I don't I can't think of that many football movies that use like the actual team names. Yeah, besides draft day. But I was gonna say besides draft day, yeah. <laughs> and like invincible. Yeah. Little but, giants. Well Yeah. Um But you said the giants aren't part of it. <laughs> right. Why I felt comfortable giving you the little giants. <laughs> I feel like, you know, baseball movies are more inclined to use like, you know, like damn Yankees, for example, and just like a bunch of them will use Yankees, Dodgers, Cubs. I have zero clue. Eight teams in the film. Uh, Dan with his highbrow questions here. (laughs) Got to allow me one or two, right? (laughs) Yeah, I say we just pick. Uh, are you thinking older? Probably, right? Because I'm thinking of newer baseball movies. I feel like they're not; they don't mention a lot of the teams, right? I mean, and by newer baseball movies, I mean what? What's newer baseball movies like the '90s? Because I mean, it's not like they don't pump them out like they used to. Yeah, we're due for a really good baseball movie, aren't we? Yeah, we've been yes. due for a while. <laughs> Maybe they'll remake League of Their Own. Let's not do that. <laughs> why Why mess with the classic? Uh, have you seen what's going on in the world in the last 10 years? That's all we do is mess with classics now. They're going to make a male version of A League of Your Own. Oh, please, no. Don't do that. Uh, Gina, Gina Davis as the coach, Jimmy Dugan's role. Oh, man. All right. Uh, I I don't. Um... Machine Gun Kelly playing third base. Um, <laughs> he's the equivalent to Madonna. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I let's. We can go Pride of the Yankees. We can go Damn Yankees. We can go. Uh, Who did the White Sox play in the World Series? So that. Oh uh... yeah, we can go Eight Men Out. But I don't know why they would take out the New York Giants. I don't even know if the Giants would be mentioned, yeah, in that movie. But that's an older baseball movie. Let's just do it. Yeah, all right. Go for it. All right, Dan, we're going to check in with eight men out. And uh, Walling Josh, that name, I love that name. Walling Josh, that name. I love that name. What What did you say? Yeah, they weren't known as the New York Giants. They were known as the New York Knights in The Natural. One team is getting their points on this one. Correct answer is the natural. And um, the Arthurian legend being the uh, the legend of King Arthur in, in his knights. I didn't, uh, I, didn't movie, I don't remember uh, Robert Redford pulling Wonder Boy out of a stone. No, he didn't. But I mean, oh, he, he made him okay. from the, he made the bat from the, the, the tree that was struck by lightning. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Why is there no R before the T? Arthurian, yeah. You're right. There's not. But I said Arthurian. <laughs> I did say Arthurian. I did. You did. You did. It, w- it wouldn't have helped me personally, but maybe. Actually, no. Partner. It, there is an R before the T, isn't there? Yeah. No, there's not. There should be. 
If that would have helped you, I'll give you the points. Um, no, it wouldn't. Have. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I've never seen the natural, and I wouldn't have made the connection between the bat and the sword. So. Yeah. All right. Question two. Five-time Oscar winner and 25-time Grammy winner John Williams is responsible for some of the greatest movie scores in history, but he also wrote which theme which would qualify him to be featured in a question on our show. Okay. Yeah, we're going to check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Careless Whispers uh, from down the hall. You can talk it out. Your name was almost careless whispers in the dark, by the way, which would have been really, really that's, strange. But. That's also fine. Like, I mean, I always assume the hallway's dark anyway. So he sometimes <laughs> it, comes into my room to check on me when I'm sleeping. <sighs> he just, <laughs> <laughs> just broke your teammate. Quitting halfway through. <laughs> He's All not right. gonna rage quit over the questions. He's gonna rage quit <laughs> over that. <laughs> right. I'm not rage quitting over Arthurian. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we're thinking a show, right? Because theme, you're right, theme. Yeah, theme fits a, a show. I don't think it's a movie theme. I, don't I know. agree. Could be. That would be more of a score. Um, I don't think it's the, the round ball rock. I, I don't think that's no, no John Williams. You said not Monday Night Football. No, that's like Hank Williams. Yeah, yeah. so other themes, it could be like CBS college football theme. Yeah, I mean, it could be it, just so many of them to could choose. Could just from. be the Sports Center? The it could be. John, John Williams wrote da 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 da. Pretty Genius. brilliant. Million. I mean, it stood the test of time. <laughs> so since Dan said that, I'm going to say no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I got it, you guys. It's da 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 da. How does that sound? <laughs> John, John, come up with the theme song. Okay, well. Here you go. <laughs> it, be, it could be the NFL on Fox. It yeah, could be none yeah. of these, too. Maybe it's the theme with words. Trivia in a nutshell. It could be this. <laughs> be none of these. <laughs> NFL on Fox theme is the, uh, is the, is the, um, the sleigh ride song. So. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Is, yeah. <laughs> One where if you go watch it, somebody's in the corner is just doing the whoops. Right. Uh, yeah, maybe this is a theme with words. This guy seems prolific. He's won a bunch of Grammys and shit, so. Did his themes have words? He did like Star Wars and stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, were... so, okay. So there's no words then. Yeah, I think it's mostly instrumentals. I don't know. He could have stuff with words, but. Well, we seem to be taking flack for insinuating that he wrote done and not done and not, which didn't have words. <laughs> that is very fair. I, I, I take back what I said. <laughs> so, um, what else is there? Is there an Olympic theme? Oh, yes, there is. I like that one. Yeah, like a let's... newer one? Yeah. Because obviously with... this wouldn't be the original. No, there. Yeah, let's go with the Olympic theme. All right. That's our answer. All right, and uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? We went with a different orchestral opening to a thing, and we right, right away what got stuck in my head was the um, theme song from This Week in Baseball, so that's what we checked in with. It's still stuck in my head right it now. Has been, it has been playing nonstop since I thought of it. One team is getting their points on this one, and it is not this week in baseball. John Williams wrote the Olympic theme. 
the uh, one that we're not going to play over this because we will definitely get sued if we do. But um, you, you, we might even get sued for saying the Olympics. Um, let's just be fair. Let's call it the four-year track and field competition. <laughs> Quadrennial track and field competition. Yeah. But yes, he did. He did write that theme. Uh, you, you all know the theme I'm talking about. It's a, it's, it's a classic. So I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. You don't know it. The, the, da, 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 yeah, I know. Da, I know. Yeah. I know. I was... Okay. But that was Ode to Joy. That the only not... reason I knew that once you said it, Scott, was because Katie Nolan during March on her podcast does like tournament style stuff, and they did sports themes. So once you said the Olympics, I was like, all right, they did say that John Williams wrote that one. So, so, the, so the, Katie, the, the Katie Nolan obsession is a household thing then. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm sensing. Okay. Fun fact about John Williams, his son is in Toto. Yeah. Oh, they hold the line. They do. <laughs> for Rosanna. Spotted in away. In Africa. Sorry yes. for cutting you off, Dan. Yeah. That's fine. We can keep talking Toto if you want. They were the house band for, uh, not the house band, but the instrumental band behind the uh, Thriller album. Thriller, yes, like, they were. Do that, yeah. They also had a weird um, making in v- Millie Vanilli, believe it or not, as well. They, they, some of the members <laughs> of, of Toto worked with the guy who uh, came up with Millie Vanilli. So yeah, they were they were uh, they were a noted session band that kind of made yeah. themselves into a a real band. So were they the actual singers? No, they weren't. They weren't. <laughs> that would have been great if Millie Vanilli was doing <laughs> Toto. <laughs> All right, question number three and halftime. Short and sweet. This 1971 film highlights the rivalry before a former Marvel television show actor and a former United States governor. Yep. Yep. Check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Careless whispers from down the hall can talk it out. I, yeah, Jesse Ventura makes sense. The body. This wasn't he a Minnesota state governor? He was, not in 1971, but yeah. No, but this is a film. Right. The 71 film. I don't know, Marvel TV show oh, oh, actor. Was... I'm, not a, I'm not a nerd like Marcus, so I don't even know the difference between Marvel and DC. <laughs> Your rent's going to double. Nah. But 19, 1971 seems early for anything about Jesse Ventura. Does it? Yeah, I mean, he like the mid-70s, early 80s is when he kind of rose to fame as a wrestler okay so is it arnold seems early that would make more sense oh oh is it would this be um lou ferrigno and arnold schwarzenegger oh yeah because he was in the hulk the rivalry yeah yeah oh is this that uh this is that bodybuilding movie yeah oh is it called mr olympia no I don't think so. I don't know what the hell. We had a question about it early on on this podcast, and I can't remember the name of it. Pumping Iron or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Pumping Iron. I think that's it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Dan, we're going to check in with Pumping Iron. And uh, Walling Josh, what did you say? Love that name. Uh, yeah, we were pretty quick to type the same thing to each other. Uh, it absolutely was the Hulk versus the Terminator. It was the movie Pumping Iron. Both teams getting their points. It was the Hulk versus the Terminator, and the movie was called Pumping Iron. I, I bombacked that. It was podcast memory. <laughs> there you 100% go. 100% on that. Thank you, Matt Doherty, because he was my teammate on that episode, and he knew the name of it. Question number four. This mixed martial artist had 25 
IMDb credits to his name, but none were nearly as successful as the 2010 film that was based on a TV action drama from the 1980s. We can check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in and uh, careless whispers from down the hall. I feel you're right behind them. Yeah. I, this we, is the A-team, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we were going off was the A-team and we went with Quentin Rampage Jackson. That's what All we right. checked in with. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure he played B.A. Baracus and that was Quentin Rampage Jackson. Both teams getting their points. Correct answer is Quentin Rampage Jackson played B.A. Baracus in the, uh, the 2010 adaptation of the A-Team. That'll move us on to question number five. Frankie Munoz, Dustin Hoffman, Whoopi Goldberg, and Snoop Dogg are among the voice talents that are featured in this 2005 live-action underdog story. Uh, Dan, just for the future, Snoop Dogg is two Gs. <laughs> Oh, I had I had two G's on here. <laughs> Autocorrect. It, it it probably did, actually. We we don't want any any hate from Snoop Dogg, you know. No, last thing I need is for Snoop Dogg to have a beef with me. I don't need that. No, nobody you needs that. There's already so much drama in the LBC. You don't want to add to it. You don't want that smoke. Uh, yeah, I, I really don't want. Uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Martha Stewart. I don't want to beef with her. No, you don't she's want, a felon. Want her coming after you. <laughs> she can't even vote. Uh... <laughs> I never thought of it that way, but it's sad to think that Martha Stewart has to pass on elections now. <laughs> of the, of the two best friends there, you know, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg, only one is a uh, an actual felon. Oh, think, do you cool. think Snoop Snoop tried to get her to release tax fraud? Is the case that they gave me. <laughs> Be waiting for that one. Martha, Martha you could do a sequel to mine. <laughs> do you want to check that in, Josh? Unless you've got another idea. I mean, I, yeah. It's all you, man. I got nothing here. I can clearly <laughs> see Bombac rack in his brain of his Frankie Muniz IMDb credits. Mm. And he just yeah, can't well, get past Malcolm in the middle. We'll, we'll check in. You're not the boss of me. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Um, careless whispers from down the hall in the dark. You can talk it up. <laughs> it's, so I got nothing it's, on this. it's so funny how this game works. Like I haven't thought of Frankie Munez in probably 10 years, literally until last night when my girlfriend told me this ridiculous story about the movie Big Fat Liar. And I was like, is that Frankie Munez? Well, I try, and, I try and think about his punked episode every couple of days. Oh, that's fair. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, I listen, as much as I love Agent Cody Banks with Hillary Duff, I don't Where does car go? <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd have no clue I, on like, this. I remember this just, you know, from being 16 when this, you know, when this came out-ish. But... I can't think of the the name of it at all. It's escaping me. I'm assuming it's a kids movie, huh? Yeah. I, that's why, like, I can't think of. It. I know it, you know, from like I can remember the commercials and stuff like that, but it's not something I've seen. I'd have been twenty, and I've I, not I was, been paying attention. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like sixteen. The last thing I I was doing was watching a live action kids movie. 
I was listening to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you weren't, you weren't going on good, his IMDb page? 2005 was a good year for uh, for Snoop. That he dropped Signs with Justin Timberlake. That was a good it's a good Snoop year. So. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to um, get there. There's zero chance I'll get there. Uh, let's say it's one of the Air Buds. Okay. Uh, which one? There's uh, soccer, basketball, football. The fencing. Fen- <laughs> What's the one where he plays football? Golden Retriever. Or yeah. Receiver. Sorry. Golden Receiver. Yeah, we'll go Air Bud, Golden Receiver. Check it in. All right. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? Well, how is it I ever to have any answers for this podcast from previous writing of things? I don't remember if I did a question on this or if I was thinking about doing a question on your, this your one. previous Frankie Muniz question? Um, I mean, I've never seen this movie, but uh, but I've, no one I've, has. I've, <laughs> but I've looked at it, and the underdog is not a dog; it's a zebra. I do believe this is racing stripes. Wow. One team is getting their points. Correct answer is that underdog story of Racing Stripes, the zebra that wants to be a thoroughbred. I've heard of that. This, yeah. Yep. Uh, nobody knows that movie. The only reason I know it is because I <laughs> look at here. questions and look at sports movies, like sports movies. It's I, w- I would not know that had I not been uh, writing games for the last year so. All right, after halftime, we have a score of Walling Josh, love that name, has 290. And uh, falling behind here, Careless Whispers from down the hall is at 170. Now on to the second half. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be The Missing Link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question number one in the missing link. This member of the 300 home run club played for more than half of the American League, as well as a stint with the Cincinnati Reds. He would lead the American League in RBIs in 1989 while playing for his first team. Okay, let's go ahead and check in. Okay. Walling Josh, love that name, is checked in. Um, careless whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. Well, unfortunately, Josh, I don't think this is David Segui again. Yeah, I don't know. This is like right before I even started paying attention to baseball. Well, no, well before. I was yeah. four years old. Walling seemed to know it quickly. So I'm. Is, 
going to think this is someone that played for the Rangers. As well as half of the American Well, yeah. League. I was gonna... but so my, well, so my thought is like maybe Ruben Sierra. So he played know. for at least nine teams, right? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, this has to be like a Ruben Sierra, Julio Franco type player who was just Ooh. everywhere. It wouldn't be Julio though, because yeah, because he was NL for a while. He, he was he played for a lot of NL. He played for the Braves and the yeah, oh, yeah. And I think the Mets maybe. Yeah, but Ruben Sierra played for the Rangers. He played for the Yankees. He played for he played for the White Sox at White one point, Sox. didn't he? I think he might have had a stop. He might have had a stint in Oakland. Oh, for the yeah, I was Oakland was yeah was the place I was thinking. I don't hate that answer. The I don't 89... know if he ever led the league in RBI though, but I do think he played for the Reds. If you I think was... he plays for the Reds, do you think he had three hundred? I uh, he played for a long time. He had quite a long career, long, and he was a power guy. Yes, but um... so say he played fifteen years. He, oh, he definitely played 15 years. 20 home average, 20 home runs a year. That puts you at 300, right? Yeah. Um, that that could be. And I'm I don't. I don't that. hate that answer. I I don't know that I'm going to come up with anything better yeah. than that. Well, we're losing. I, I don't want to push this thing along too much. I All think right. we just we'll stick just go it with it. Yeah, I think gonna, I think that's the best we're going to come up with. We are going to check in with Ruben Sierra and uh, Walling Josh. Love that name. What did you say? My my poker face must not have been very good. Take your um, chew out. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a one of the few major leaguers that I've hung out with in a bar before. That is Ruben Sierra. I had some flavor text, but I kind of want to hear this. <laughs> kind of want to hear the story. Uh, but the correct answer is uh, Ruben Sierra. By the way, both teams will be getting their points. Yeah. So he. It was a rainy day in Kansas City at a bar called Kelly's. I was the only person that noticed him when he walked in because he was my favorite player as a kid. <laughs> Um, we proceeded to hang out for about an hour. He asked me where I, he could find the girls. Um, <laughs> he bought me, I, we went to the bar to buy a beer and I tried to pay for mine and he about slapped my wallet out of my hand and said, you don't pay when you're hanging with me. This was when Juiced came out. So he saw Jose Canseco on the, um, on the TV and, uh, it get ready with the F whistle. Um, he said, I hate that motherfucker. Um, and then, uh, when I found him a girl who was interested in him, he said, thanks, bud. And I walked away and that's the end of my Ruben. I got Ruben Sierra late story. <laughs> so you were Ruben Sierra's wingman. Yeah. Yeah. Wingman the, Ruben Sierra. That, that's the episode title. The Sorry, only, that's the, it. the only thing that would have made that story better if this was at a cheesecake factory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ruben Sierra's I, wingman. I had two follow-up <laughs> questions, but you answered one. Well, kind of my follow-up. My first follow-up was where can you find the girls? But it sounds like that establishment. Well, is... after the lap, I found them at the front. <laughs> you always start at the front. Yeah. <laughs> front to Let's back. go front to back. <laughs> back to the front. Even when it comes to finding girls. <laughs> yeah. He, he didn't come in like the Kembe and Matumbo and say, who wants to sex Ruben? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, as much as that's good, I, it's going to be part of the summary, but I still think tax fraud was the case that they gave me was <laughs> a better title. But, uh, but that'll definitely be in the summary, though. Oh, they're both good. Yeah, Ruben Sierra played, I... for the, uh, played for the Rangers, the Athletics, where he was traded for Jose Canseco. Um, the Yankees, the Tigers, the Reds, the Blue Jays, the White Sox, the Rangers again, the Mariners, the Rangers again, the Yankees again, and the Minnesota Twins to end his career. 
oddly enough, uh, he was one of my favorite players, um, not involved with the Minnesota Twins at the time. Obviously, you know, he got there at the end, but uh, yeah, no, he was. I thought he was. I, I think I thought he was a better player than he ended up. You know, yeah, he's a solid <laughs> player, but like great know. batting stance, though. Yes. Oh, absolutely great batting stance. Right, so our theme link answers so far are Ruben Sierra. Got it. Thought you might. Obviously, people that Wong has been a wingman for. So <laughs> one for one. We're going to get some great stories in this category. Question number two. One of the categories that USA Dance recognizes in competitive ballroom dancing is international ballroom. This category consists of waltz, Viennese waltz, foxtrot, quickstep, and this dance that definitely requires two dancers. Yeah, we'll check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Careless whispers from down the hall in the dark in a sultry voice. You can check in. I mean, you can talk it out first, but then you can check in. Thank, thank you for the permission. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> probably tango, right, Josh? Takes two. Yeah, it takes two to tango. Yeah, yeah. That, once you said that, it makes sense. All right, yep, we're going to check in with tango. All right, and uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? Yep, it takes two to tango. All right, both teams getting points on this one. Correct answer is the tango. So your themed based answers so far are Ruben Sierra and the tango question number three creams silks kits and singlets are all other names for this sporting necessity that the NFL seems to have a very strange preoccupation with we can check in before I can even get the answer or the question into the chat um Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. So uh, careless whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. Cream, silks. Is it just a uniform? I, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it is. Because a kit is the uniform in soccer. Singlet's the uniform in wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. I don't know what creams or silks. I know what creams are, but that's different. I know what silks are, but that's different. Uh <laughs> We're going to check in with uh, uniform. All right. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say before I had even a chance to move the uh, question over? We also we checked in with uniform. That is correct. Both teams are getting points on this one. Uh, creams are the uh, uniforms for the um, for cricket. Silks are for jockeys. Mm hmm. And uh, kits are soccer and uh, singlets are wrestling, as Josh had uh, pointed out. And the um, NFL does seem to have a very strange preoccupation with the uniform rule. So uh, they have the right okay. colored socks. It can only be so high. Make sure you got the right cleats on. Can't have anything too flashy. So our themed linked answers so far are Ruben Sierra, the tango, and uniforms. Question number four. His six-year career that was spent with one team produced such accolades as being named to the Pro Bowl in 2012, second-team All-Pro in 2011, and becoming a Super Bowl champion. Not too shabby for an undrafted wide receiver. Think that's right? Yep. Okay, uh, we'll check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Um, once again, careless whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. 
Well, it's not Adam Thielen. He was undrafted in 13 right then. <laughs> apparently. And apparently he went to uh, Minnesota State, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Mavericks. Yeah. Mm. Different Mavericks. Well, oh, um, how about Mike Wallace, Josh? Uh, Super Bowl with the Steelers. Not too shabby. Yeah. I like Mike Wallace. I mean, the player or like as an answer or both? As an answer. I didn't like him as a player. Yeah, and then Were you I, was wingman ever. No, I wish. Then I would like him as a player. I mean, I had a one of my old roommates was Esmo Brothers. Is Esmo Brothers with To? That's something. He wasn't his wingman, but my roommate's not that cool. No, yeah, I don't like your wingman <laughs> as a player either. Your wingman, yeah. your roommate. I don't like your wingman or your roommate as a player. <laughs> yeah, I say we check in with Mike Wallace. I like that. All right, we're checking in with Mike Wallace. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? Uh, we went with Victor Cruz. One team is getting points. Correct answer, it's Victor Cruz. So our uh, theme-based answers so far, Ruben Sierra, The Tango, Uniforms, and Victor Cruz. Moving on to... Question number five. Connor McGregor has worked with British actor David Elder to develop proper number 12, which is named for the area of Dublin where McGregor rose to prominence. What specific type of product is proper number 12? And check in. Careless Whispers from down the hall have checked in. That means uh, Walling Josh, love that name. You can talk it out. So I think we're both in agreement that it is definitely a whiskey, but is it more, what specific type of product? Is this going to be an Irish whiskey? Do we need to be that specific, do you think? I mean, um, in Dublin. A, it is, and it's Irish. It's definitely Irish whiskey. Well, then, um, then I say we check in Irish whiskey. Yeah, okay. We're good with that. We'll check in with Irish whiskey. Okay. And careless whispers from down the hall. What did you say? Yes, this is proper number 12 Irish whiskey. And if you don't drink it, I'll punch you in the face. I don't know if you guys saw that story about <laughs> how he punched that like 70-year-old dude for not taking a shot of whiskey in the bar. But <laughs> that's why we checked in with. Note to self, if Conor McGregor offers you a drink, you drink it. You say yes. That that guy took the, <laughs> the punch and looked at him like, what are you doing, kid? Get out He must here. have been Irish. He was, definitely. Yes, the correct answer is Irish whiskey. So our uh, theme-linked answers so far are Ruben Sierra, The Tango, Uniforms, Victor Cruz, and Irish Whiskey. Both teams have checked in with, uh, with their guesses. Both teams got the correct theme. One team checked in after question number two. And one team checked in after question number three. So getting 100 points on this one is going to be Walling Josh, love that name. And getting 50 points on this one will be Careless Whispers from Down the Hall. And the, uh, the theme link on that one being Sierra Tango Uniform Victor Whiskey. Those would be the... Um, Words in the NATO phonetic alphabets. 
both teams getting that one. Good job on that. Now is the time that I point out what else has been going on with this game. If you go all the way back to the tailgate, you'll see that our answers so far have been Abdul-Jabbar, Ray Bork, Basin Crosby, Don Drysdale, Carl Edwards, Jeff Fisher, Sergio Garcia, Carter Hart, <laughs> Isaac Bruce Bochy, Joe Kim, Noah Syndergaard, Chris Bryant Trottier, Larry Walker, Kurt Thomas, Mike Tyson Chandler, The Natural, Olympic Fanfare and Theme, Pumping Iron, Quentin Jackson, Racing Stripes, Sierra Tango Uniform, Victor Whiskey. Let that uh, marinate for a second. If, as long as it's marinating in whiskey, I'm fine. But other than that. <laughs> All right. So first question is X. After the third quarter, yeah. <laughs> we have a score of Walling Josh. Love that name with 490 and Careless Whisper from down the hall to 300. Wow. We got the 300. Yep, 50 points helped for the missing link. Yeah, I, I after the first one, I thought for sure this was going to be American Idol winners. Ooh, and I was I'm like, going to do that one. Mark was, that one down. I, I was, was like, if it's, I was like, if it's Jim Kelly, we're good. I was thinking yeah. of other names. I'm like, you're going to people that one, aren't you? I'm like, Phillip, what athlete is Philip Rivers? Like, and that brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as put your fours up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. X, Y, Z, alphabetical, and order. X being about uh, basketball. Y, baseball, Z, college football, alphabetical, footy, and order will be MLB baseball. It's now time for the team to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one in the category of X. By making the all-rookie team... Xavier McDaniel came into the NBA in 1986 with a bang. The same way he left the NCAA, where he led the nation in both scoring and rebounding while playing for which university? We're checking in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Careless whispers from down the hall. Talk it out. Yeah, this team sounds like neither of us can remember where he played college basketball. So that sucks. I don't think it was power five yeah i mean he was a sonic i should know this off the top of my head i'll get there i think i think it was midwestern okay so we're looking at like like the butler type my not, like, like miami ohio type yeah not not power five but but o- always oh yeah always kind of in it or not always but I get what you they, mean. they have their their spurts i think i got it Okay. I think it's Wichita State. Oh, all right. I like that. Sounds good. Let's go with that. Check in with Wichita State, Dan. Checking in with Wichita State for how many points? Uh, I think we did 100. Yes, we did. All right. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? No surprise. 
from writing questions. I know that Xavier McDaniel was a shocker. He went to Wichita State for 40 points. Both teams will be receiving their points. The correct answer is Wichita State. He was indeed a shocker. That'll bring us to question two, the category Y. Joel Youngblood was a journeyman outfielder for 13 seasons in the Major League Baseballs, in the Major League Baseballs, in Major League Baseball. <laughs> On August 4th, 1982, Youngblood accomplished something that had never been done before and hasn't been done since. What is his accomplishment? And I need you to be as specific as you can be on this one. Okay, we're going to check in. All right, Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Careless whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. All right, so we're, we're thinking something like he played for two different teams on the same day. Yeah, what exactly did you send to, to Dan when we need to be more specific? I said what we said, which played uh, for two different teams on the same day. Two different teams on the same day. So now is more specific started for two different teams? Is it hit a home run for two different teams? So did you mention anything about being in the same city? No. Okay. Well, then I don't see why we couldn't say that he played for two different teams that were in a double header. So he played against the first right, like team. My only issue with that one is game and for the first team, the next how game. because there was no interleague play, so this couldn't be like Yankees Mets, it couldn't be, yeah, like but Cubs, it, White Sox. You can go from, yeah, no, I know Detroit to Chicago in an hour right. or two, yeah, it could be Tigers, White Sox, or I mean, it could be like Mets, Phillies, I suppose you could make it, yeah. So I would say that he played for both the teams of a doubleheader in the same day, that's probably as close as I'll get. We're going to check that in, Dan, for 60 points. For 60 points, okay. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? So I, I think what they said has happened on other occasions. Like I, th I think there maybe has been a twin who had that happen, where he got traded between a doubleheader. Um, but we were thinking along the same lines, Walling, kind of, I'll let you give the answer, but I just wanted to chime in with that. Yeah, we got a little bit scared when you said more specifics, but um, I thought I remembered he had hits for more than one team um, in the same day. And we thought it probably had been done where someone had been traded across, mm -hmm. across the doubleheader lines. So we said they were in different locations. So we said he had a hit for two teams in the same day, but in different locations for 40 points. One team will be getting points on this one. The, uh, the correct answer is Joel Youngblood had hits for two different teams in two different cities on the same day. Um, a few a few times it's happened where people have played for both sides of, um, of a doubleheader. Yeah. Um, one time it happened that two players were traded for each other and both suited up for the other team uh, <laughs> on the other end of a doubleheader. Um, that was uh, Cliff, Cliff Heathcote and um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Flack, uh, Max Flack. All right, let's move on. Question number three, category of Z. Since 1994, when Eric Zier set the SEC record for passing yards, the mark has only been eclipsed three times. Name two of the players to set this record since Zier. We'll check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Careless whisper from down the hall. Talk mm -hmm. it out. Aaron Murray's got to be one of these. For sure. I would think Aaron Murray, yes. Yeah, pencil him in. 
Yeah. What year was that? That was what's that for Aaron Murray? Aaron Murray, yeah, he was like twenty early two thousands, mid. No, it was more. Or was he early that. early teens? Early, yeah. This was Aaron Murray's probably twenty thirteen ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you think anybody's broken it after him, or do you think we're looking for two guys between ninety four and twenty twelve, whatever? Yeah. 2015. I would imagine probably at least one of one is in there, right? I mean, that's a pretty long span. Uh, and it was 94, right, Zaire? Yeah, 94. So that, to me, takes out, like, Danny Werfel. Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking about other schools that had, you know, presumably this guy would have played, you would think, all four years. You would think, yeah. Like, I threw out Cutler, but... I think he was only the starter for three. I... He seems too obvious of a name, too, for this kind of question. Yeah, that's why I said like Matt Mock because it's not an obvious name, but I don't know how long because he was a starter right before Jamarcus Russell, right? And then, yeah, but when and when I think LSU, it. I think running the ball. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, that's the same thing with like Bama, right? This isn't going to be yeah from Bama. I don't think this is Chris Leak just because like, they ran a lot too. It could be uh, some. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of a four year starter under Spurrier. I, I I honestly can't even bridge much of the gap between Werfel and Leak, which is like a 10-year gap. You put Andre Woodson earlier. I don't know much about him, you think? I just know that he was the starter at Kentucky, and he was he was decent. Oh, what about Chad Kelly? How long did he – was he the starter? At? He was a starter for a while, right? He was. He could I be. He had a pretty prolific career there. Yeah. It's, I, this is a, it's a good question, but it's like this is one that could take forever to – Yeah, I think we on. just – Murray, and then do you want to go Andre Woodson or Chad Kelly? I think we pick one of those two. I don't feel – I mean, maybe we just go Chad Kelly because you know more about him than you do Andre Woodson. Well, just because he had that music video <laughs> and he got drunk and passed out on somebody's couch after he broke into their house. He sounds to me like a knucklehead. <laughs> but I, Who that's doesn't not do for that? Me to, <laughs> to say. Let's go Murray and Kelly. That's what we're locking in with. For how many points? We're checking in with, sorry, uh, for 100. All right. And uh, Walling Josh, love that name. What did you uh, say? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Aaron Murray currently holds it unless he was passed during this short season by whomever George's quarterback was. Um, so we have Aaron Murray, and um, we thought Peyton Manning probably uh, surpassed it after uh Eric Zier. So we checked in with uh, Aaron Murray and Peyton Manning. And how many how many points did you wager on that one? 40 points. So including Eric Zier, three of the four people who have held this record since 1994 all went to Georgia. One of them was indeed Aaron Murray. One was Eric Zier. The other was David Green. And the one who um, did not go to Georgia went to the University of Tennessee. It's Peyton Manning. Wow. Classic overthinking by us. Yeah. Should have went the obvious. Yep. Question number four in alphabetical. Which AFL footy team nickname comes first alphabetically? We're going to check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. Uh, Careless Whispers from down the hall. Talk it up. Sorry, Neil. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I haven't got on the... The footy train. I haven't watched um, a single game. Look at any standings. I know that Rex Ryan is the conductor of that train. Nice. Yeah. The foot train. Yeah. 
Um, I know that there's a Bulldogs because Wong just said there was Western. So there if is there an I said there's no angels or or bass or banana slugs or buffaloes. I don't think so. <laughs> we bet zero on this, so we're just gonna check in with Bulldogs because that's what uh Walling said. All right, and you said that for zero points. Right. All right. And uh Walling Josh, love that name. What did you say? Oh uh, well first uh Walling sent over um he's like, Can you think of one before the bombers? And after I made my list of the 18 teams, um, and then I looked back up and he said, I think it's Carlton, who are the Blues. Uh, we're pretty sure that's the answer is Carlton, the Carlton Blues for 40 points. All right. One team getting their points. Correct answer is the Carlton Blues. And uh, there's not much more to say about that. They're first alphabetically. And that's the only time they'll ever be first. <laughs> I mean, they, they, not have wrong. A pretty, they have a pretty storied history. but uh, Okay, first time from now on, okay. that they'll ever be first. Fair enough. The last time they will be first. <laughs> and uh, moving on to question five in the category of order. Of the five players who played the most games batting in the leadoff position, two are Hall of Famers. Name both players. We're going to go ahead and check in. Walling Josh, love that name, has checked in. And uh, for the last time, careless whispers from down the hall. You can talk it out. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming he let off and I'm assuming he's in the Hall yeah. of Fame, right? Yeah, he's he's got to be one. I, I really don't know much about leadoff hitters pre-1990s baseball. So, And this isn't Marquise Grissom. So. What, Marquise Grissom isn't in the Hall of Fame? No, it's crazy. Probably should be. <laughs> you know, did Paul Molitor hit leadoff? He seems to me like a number two hitter. What about Lou Brock? Yeah, that would make sense. He was I a speedy guy. Did they? Oh, yeah, I'm sure they typically put the speedy guy at the top of the is lineup. He just, right? Is he top five in most games batting in leadoff, though? How long did he play for? I don't know. You don't know? No. But either. I'm thinking, like, I don't even know if he played as long as a guy like Craig Biggio. True. You know, like, I, I just, I can't really place Lou Brock's career as far as how long it spanned. Like, well, I don't know where in the lineup Ty Cobb hit. Yeah, that's true. He could have been. You would think first. You would, especially back then, because you know, what there was like the the cleanoff spot wasn't obviously what it is now because there wasn't the power. Back that you would just think conventional wisdom back then is like your best hitters first. Yeah. Like regardless of if he gets on base or if he hit, like he's just he's going to get the most at bats if he hits so, first. I like Ricky and either Ty Cobb or Lou Brock. I I think Ty Cobb probably would have more at bats than Lou Brock. Okay, well let's go with that. I'm fine with that. All right. I think I think we're pretty much out of this game anyway. So <laughs> you think? <laughs> so that's not the four, attitude I want to hear. For 40 points, we're gonna go with Ty Cobb and uh, Ricky Anderson. That's what we're checking in with. All right, and Walling Josh, what did you say? And for how many points? Um, so yeah, we locked onto Ricky Anderson really quick. Um, and then there was another name that I knew hit lead off some, he's currently struggling for my historic fantasy baseball league team. And we were trying to figure out where to put him in the lineup cause he's batting a buck 67 and it's really sad. Um, but I don't know if it was enough to get him qualified. Uh, we went in our second one we checked in with was Willie Mays for, uh, 40 points. All right. Neither team getting points. 
However, the name was brought up and I thought it was going to be the answer that was Brock. checked in. The correct answer is Ricky Henderson and Lou Brock. This uh, list will include three Hall of Famers in a couple of years because number five on this list is Ichiro. And um, Brett Butler, who did it for uh, the, the Braves and other teams, is Braves not, uh, yeah. not going to make the um, Hall of Fame. What? And <laughs> the fourth player that did it may or may not make the Hall of Fame, depending on what the uh, um, brass of the uh, Major League Baseball decides to do. That would be Pete Rose. After he, uh, I think, uh, dies this mortal uh, mm-hmm. world, he, he very well might get put in at that point, at some point. After not that. while he's alive, though. That's no, definitely not going to no, happen. Certainly not. I don't think that's going to be too far in the future. Well, we Probably. just talked about him. I'm coming for him. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh is coming for him, so there's that. All right, no, the game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Uh Careless Whispers from down the hall have finished with a, a score of 200. And our clipboard captains, who will be uh, receiving the coveted Eric Zire Award with 610 points. Walling Josh, love that name. All right, anything else that uh, you'd like to say before we call it a night? We'll start, with, uh, we'll start with Josh North because you've suffered through this game and you, you were a... You were Great to come on and uh, get, get us a guest when we needed one. So uh, we'll start with you, Josh. Oh yeah, no problem. I'm always I'm always around to fill in when you need a guy. Uh, thanks for having me on again. I've realized this game's much tougher without Eric on your team. So <laughs> uh, no, it was fun. Well written game. Uh, some tough questions, but fair questions, and uh, just picked the wrong way on a couple of them. So I had fun. Thanks for having me on. For future reference, you might want to start writing down the the answers to uh, the questions that I ask, just so uh, you know, just in case they're ever in alphabetical order, it might help. You know, uh, anybody else have to say anything to say before we uh, before we wrap this thing up? Good game, Dan. That was fun. I uh, I had a good time, obviously, because we won. Uh, shout out to Kurt Thomas, the basketball player, not the gymnast. Well, he's he's no longer with us. Um, just be ready. Kurt Thomas will be the answer to a question in a game I write. I'm telling you now, here's your home. Here you go. This is a uh, an answer to a test on a later date. Will this be on the test? Eventually. This is the test. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, this is, I, this, is a, this is a fun game. This is very, very well written, as your games always are. So enjoyable. Like Josh said, you know, a little tough in spots, but fair. I mean, you know, things that were pretty gettable for the most part. So uh josh we made it through we uh finished above the mendoza line so you know that's uh that's something you didn't try and choke me out through the screen not yet nope <laughs> after the yet. recording finished <laughs> <laughs> at the mendoza line by the way yeah. uh, i guess so thanks for coming on and thanks for being a patreon subscriber and it's good yeah. to meet you josh is it yes it's i told him like i said josh like i said i don't believe anything that scott has said about you in the chat (laughs) (laughs) he's he's got your picture with a big x through it as his uh, profile picture but it's fine though because as we learned here we we never hit the bullseye when we throw a dart so you're you're (laughs) it's true and just a reminder to everybody to go out to t public and get your brand new de goat uh, t-shirt or mug or anything else you'd like to have that on or 
get you a walling josh 24 love that name shirt you can get that as well yeah guys guys there's still uh, still l train merch too like it hasn't all sold out even though i bought most of it there's still some left there is plenty of good merch uh that you can help uh rep yeah, go, go check out the t public store there's all kinds of good stuff on there we we're adding stuff all the time like i said what one got added while we were playing this game today it's uh, go check it out well with that thanks for listening to the bench warmers trivia podcast and until next time we'll keep the bench warm Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. And if you're ever in the Kansas City area and you need to find a girl, go to Kelly's Bar. <laughs> Start from the front, work to the back. Act for, ask for Wally. Then come back to the front. Although sometimes <laughs> you go back to front. Just You just got to, just depends on which way it's coming from. <laughs> and we'll keep the bench warm. Bye.